Good morning and welcome to your Friday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. I'm Tom Gannon and this is going to be another installment of the 12 to 6 podcast chronicling the 12 teams playing in this year's NWA tournament. In just six podcasts, we've got two teams lined up for you today. From KWL, we've got Justin Gregory. Justin, how you doing? Doing great, Tom. Thanks. And we've also got from Electric City Wiffle, Anthony Ospelmeyer. Did I pronounce your name right, Anthony? You nailed it, brother. You nailed it. Although, just call me Aussie. All right. So this is our third episode of 12 to 6. We're going to give you guys pretty much the same questions we've had for the first two. And first, let's talk about your teams. We'll start with KWL. Go through your roster, and without giving too much away, just tell me people's role on the team, if they're a pitcher, maybe a fielding specialist. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of familiar faces on the team uh, this year. Uh, some guys that actually used to play with us um, a couple years back. But um, starting off, we have Grant Miller, um, who everyone knows. Uh, he'll be obviously hitting for us and pitching. Uh, he'll also be one of our primary, primary fielders. Um, we'll have uh, Nate Thompson. Um, who's been with us several several years? Uh, he'll have essentially the same role, um, you know, hitting, uh, pitching, and and also being one of our primary fielders. And then uh, a new guy we'll have this year uh, on the squad is uh, Brendan Baranowski. Um, he'll he's been lights out this year in our league. Uh, we're really excited to have yeah, from, him. Plays in MLW on the Cobras, right? Yeah, he plays uh he plays uh MLW, plays a lot of mall uh tournaments and uh yeah, he's uh he's been really good this year. So, he'll be pitching for us for sure. Um hitting as well. Uh and then we have uh Mike Hogan, um who's a uh NWA staple. Uh everyone knows Mike. Uh he'll be pitching for us obviously and and also doing uh some hitting. And then we have uh David Ayers. Uh, who I think uh, Skibby had said in the um, in the uh, tournament format uh, call, this is his 11th KW, uh, 11th uh, NWA tournament. I think he's one of like three guys left who's been there every year. Um, so he'll be pitching for us. Um, and then we have AJ Tate, uh, who came with us, I believe, in 2019. Um, and he'll be there to hit, um, possibly do some fielding for us. And then we have Kyle Owen, who's been with us the past few years. Uh, he'll be there to pitch for us, uh, probably a game or two. And then uh, rounding out our eight would be be myself. And I'll be there, you know, mostly to coach and manage and, and maybe maybe hit if, if need be. All right. So, Aussie, before you get into your team, I know that Electric City Wiffle is a new team for the NWA tournament, so to speak. But you've got a lot of guys on your roster with NWA tournament experience. So when you list your roster, just give me the last team that that guy played for at the NWA tournament. Sure. So yeah, you're pretty you're pretty much spot on there, Tom. Uh, we're not strangers to wiffle ball. We're a new league, uh, but a lot of the guys in our league, some people will remember from those Hess Field teams that went to NWLA back in 2015, 2016, 2017 time period. Uh, so obviously myself uh, being a part of that, I pl- I last played on Hess Field in 2015 and 2016, uh, as well as one of our pitchers, Brian Kelly, uh, he was, if I'm not mistaken, a regional MVP uh, in 2015 or 16. Uh, he'll be joining us as a pitcher. 
And then we also have uh, a few of the guys that NWLA people will remember from the Hudson Valley teams, uh, Chris Morse, Nate Cruz, and Corey Kane. Obviously, uh, Chris Morse and Nate Cruz are really well-known names, especially Cruz being uh, on the stoppers in Moss. So I think a lot of guys will already know them. And then we do have a couple of uh, got a couple of new guys, fresh blood. Uh, I'm going to have my younger brother, Nick. Uh, Hollywood Nick Ospelmeyer, as he's affectionately called uh, in Electric City Whipple. He'll be joining us for his first uh, national tournament experience. We have Josh Howland, who played with Colin Nee last year. Um, he'll probably give us some innings in pool play and then be around to hit as well. And uh, we also have Austin Zulo, uh, who will be a rookie this year as far as NWLA goes. He'll be mostly coaching and kind of feeling the fast pitch vibe out since we're not a fast pitch lead. Um, but the rest of the guys, like I said, myself, Morse, Cruz, Kane, BK, uh, we're all familiar with NWLA. And uh, aside from BK and Morse pitching, the rest of us are pretty much there to hit, have a good time, network and meet with all the other guys in the other leagues. Should be fun. Yeah, it should be a great tournament, and I know both of your leagues are kind of at the midpoint in the season, uh, so we'll start again with KWL, but which guys from the NWA roster are, are on which teams in KWL, who's in first place? Give me kind of a quick rundown. Yeah, our uh, our team's really spread all over the league, which is uh, which is kind of a cool part of it. Um, as far as, you know, we're at our halfway point, and we changed our format this year for how we did our league, we actually split our league in two into a competitive division and kind of a social division. Um, so, you know, every game you see, you're seeing really good teams and the field is really kind of even right now. Like the, uh, the flying monkeys are, are leading right now. Um, and, uh, Brendan Baranowski plays on that team. Um, but everyone's within a game or two of first place, which makes it really fun. Um, so, you know, like I just said, Baranowski's on the uh, on the monkeys and then uh, David Ayers and Grant Miller will be on the bad boys. Uh, Mike Hogan and myself are on the legends and then uh, AJ Tate is on the chuckers and then Kyle Owen and um, Nate Thompson are on the Diablos. So, like I said, everyone's kind of spread out throughout the league. So it, it makes it fun. All right, and Aussie, who you got for Electric City? Who's the most electric team in the league right now? <laughs> I think right now there's no question that uh, the Downstate Executioners, known as DX in our league, they are uh, they're kind of running roughshod right now uh, with only a couple losses. That being said, I mean, and and Nate Cruz, Chris Morris, and Corey Kane are all from DX. Um, that being said, you know we have a lot of parity in our league and. I'm thankful that we're going to have some representation from, I think it's, it looks like one, two, three, four teams, four to four out of our eight teams uh, will be represented. So myself and Josh Howland are on the stunners. Uh, we're also second in the Mohawk division, which is proving itself to be the stronger division uh, above the Hudson division this year in our league. And then we have, uh, Nick and Austin are from the Phenoms, and then we also have BK Brian Kelly is the ace of the Savages. So, um, again, kind of kind of like what uh, Justin was saying about KWL, like a lot of parity 
guys are close. I mean, DX is starting to run away with their division, but we have numerous different, uh, I guess, advantages and powers in our league where, you know, winning your division doesn't necessarily mean you're, you know, set in stone on the pathway to championship. So it'll be interesting to see. We've got, um, I think it's two more weeks of regular season play. And then we also have one of our, uh, we, we have kind of a tournament style week coming up in two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. D- DX hasn't won the division yet. Uh, so my team, the Stunners, is still right there and could come from behind. It, it'll be interesting to see, but it's nice that we have representation from a handful of the teams in the league. It's a good team name, the Stunners. Are you going to try to stun them? Yeah, uh, a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our team names, if guys aren't familiar with Electric City Wiffle yet, uh, a lot of wrestling themed uh, team names. So I think that that covers that carries over into our uh, our NWLA team name. So we're definitely uh, heavy wrestling, pro wrestling influence in our league. All right. So the next thing I got, what are your expectations coming into this tournament? We'll start with KWL again. I know KWL is one of those teams I think of where a lot of powerhouse teams skipping out on this year so kwl is one of those teams that's sort of the powerhouse for the field this year so is this kind of a special year for you guys or is it just kind of same as always trying to make it as far as you can yeah i mean every year we come you know we come we're coming to win right like we want we want that championship one year we're one of the original teams um you know came close in in 2020 but uh you know a couple fourth place finishes but you know this year you know, regardless of how many teams are coming, you know, we're our expectation is to win. Um, and we have a lot of guys. We have a lot of arms coming this year. And uh, and we're yeah, we're just excited. But I mean, more so than than the gameplay, like we're just excited to see everybody again. You know, that's that this tournament has really become a community with, uh, you know, seeing a lot of the familiar faces every year. And uh, and we just get excited to come down and, and have a good time and, you know, spend a week in away playing with football. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of teams kind of looking around, seeing that GBL is the only former champion in the field. So, you know, if there was a year to try to make a run, it seems like this is the year for a lot of these teams. And Aussie, I know you guys kind of have sort of a hodgepodge team of people that have played NWA before, but not as this group. Uh, is there any sort of goal you guys have in mind? Yeah, I mean, the the thing with us is being being in New York, it's always difficult to get you know, our big dogs. And it was difficult even when we were Hess Field to get our big dogs to kind of commit to that travel, right? I mean, a handful of us are driving 12 hours to this tournament. So, um, you know, just getting a commitment from guys to do that or pay you know, $450 round trip plane tickets is difficult. So um, thankfully we do. Have, I think we got a great group of guys, like I said, Morris Cruz, BK. We have some veteran leadership. We have guys that have played fast pitch, uh, yellow bat, wiffle ball, uh, but our league is not that format. Uh, so I think there's definitely going to be a little bit of a learning curve, not necessarily for, for guys like Nate Cruz that play fast pitch, wiffle ball all the time anyways, but it's kind of going to be like, you know, let's get our toes back in the water. Let's get our league name out there, kind of reconnect with a lot of the other leagues. I mean, last time I played in this tournament, a lot of these leagues weren't even playing in the tournament. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, like the Maw guys. I've played 
in tournaments with Jimmy before, as I've, you know, I, I played, I think in a two person team with you before Tom, um, in one of Jimmy's tournaments, but I've also played with Dan, all right in his backyard. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Right in his backyard. Yeah. Um, so I played against guys like, uh, paths, but it'll be interesting to see, uh, some of the other players that, you know, right off the rip, we kind of were like, Oh man, we, we kind of got the cards stacked against us. We got Ridley park and, Kazu in our division but then I was looking at the other divisions I'm like it's not really much easier anywhere else because you got Skibby you got Maw uh, GBL obviously so I think things are kind of even and our goal is to have a great time reconnect with a lot of the other leagues and get our name out there for Electric City but at the same time I told the guys look um, if our main objective is to have fun it's no fun not competing right so I think that goes along with it is we want to be competitive. We all uh, expectations of ourselves and we definitely want to show that even though we aren't a fast pitch league, we belong in the conversation with, you know, all these other great leagues around the country as, you know, the top football leagues out there. Yeah. And that kind of leads me right into the next question. A lot of people think having only 12 teams this year is a bad thing. I kind of like it. You know, like you were saying, from a networking perspective, you have more of a chance to talk to every person there. A lot of the guys in your league kind of reconnecting with people because they haven't played in the tournament for at least a couple of years. So what's one person that you're looking forward to seeing, talking to, or just watching play at this year's tournament? So I know for me, um, you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of new teams that I didn't play with or against in 2015, 2016. So I'm definitely interested in meeting a lot of new guys, but I will, uh, I'll be excited to see, you know, like the Skibby guys, uh, Spencer, and I don't know if Chris Meadower is playing, Sam and Gus, obviously. Uh, it'd be cool Yeah, all those guys all those playing. Guys. What's that? Yeah, Meadower, all, all those guys you named are on their roster. They're going to be there. Cool. Yeah, so it'll definitely be interesting to see them i think uh caleb yonkman was playing on um legends of leroy last time i saw him i know he plays a lot with jimmy now uh with meets and everything so uh it'll be cool to see him and uh like i said i i think i'm most excited though to uh see and meet new people and i do want to since we're on the same podcast as uh kwl I do want to shout out my former all-star game teammate, David Ayers, um, you know, in the 2016 all-star game, I believe we won and he was on my team. So it'd be cool to see the, the Kalamazoo guys. I think Chris Hess always had a good relationship with uh, Kezu. So um, continuing that relationship and meeting new guys, it'll be exciting all the way around. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I hate to be the guy that says everybody, but you know, kind of everybody. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see, um, you know, after years and years come to the tournament, you know, seeing some of the same guys back, same guys back, yeah, you know, develop relationships. Like, you know, I love the guys from Ridley, you know, um, all those guys, um, you know, great team, always have fun chatting with them. And, and same with Griffin Ball with Ratajack and Yonkman, you know, known those guys for years. So, uh, you know, going to be missing some of the old the other teams that aren't going to be able to make it. Uh, but, you know, on the same token, uh, you know, really excited to see the new teams come and, you know, try to try to meet those guys as well. I know I met 
uh, what was it, two years ago when when it was in uh, Pittsburgh or when uh, it was at Will, uh, you know, met the Yish guys, uh, and they're they're a great set set of guys. So um, looking forward to seeing those guys again and and seeing how they've improved. So um, so yeah, it's just a it's just a great great group of people that come to this tournament. And just just looking forward to everyone this year. Hey Tom, if I can uh, if I can add on to that after um, I do I. I'm not going to call anybody out just yet, but uh, I do want to make mention of a few of the guys that I'm going to miss seeing, which is. Um, oh yeah, that's 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 right in the next question. You're you're getting ahead of me, Aussie. <laughs> so so why so don't you, you go forward with your next question? <laughs> so yeah, uh, with there's a lot of top teams, former champions that aren't going, and we we talked about them in the first two editions of this podcast, but. There's also a lot of other teams like MLW, Wild and Wonderful, Northeast Ohio. There's all sorts of teams that aren't going to be able to make it this year. So if you could bring one of them back and give them a free trip to Indy, who would it be and why? That's actually a better question than what I was going to offer up. So it's a good thing you're running the interview and not me, right? <laughs> um, I crazy because when i saw that a handful of the teams weren't coming i was like it was at first it was immediate disappointment like ah bummer like i was looking definitely looking forward to seeing the hrl guys um especially you know flackney um and guys i just haven't seen in a really long time it kind of feels like i was excited to get back to see a number of those guys then now they're not going to be there so that sucks um and then you know the uh, ocwa guys i know they're kind of mixed in with Jimmy's League AWAA now. Um, but, you know, Ryan Bush and Tompkins and those guys, I, I always like kind of shooting the breeze with them. But I don't know that I would necessarily bring one of those teams back or give them a free trip. I mean, they've been around the block. They know what they're doing. Um, I uh, What I would offer to them, though, Tom, is I would say this. If any of the teams that have come in the past are not coming because of reasons like, you know, the same reasons why I haven't been there since 2016, I would just say, don't, don't take a leave of absence or don't, um, I guess, step away period of time because you think other things are more important because I really, I really regret. And I think some of the guys in our league regret kind of, Halfing, we were forced into it having to step away. Uh, but I kind of feel like we lost some really good years. Um, just because you know, for myself personally, I was kind of moving, I was graduating college, so I was starting a career, starting a family. And let me tell you, fellas, all that stuff's overrated. <laughs> well, playing wiffle ball is much more fun than starting a career, uh, and starting a family, buying a house, all those things. So uh, I would just, my appeal to those leagues, HRL, I, I know they have injuries and other guys are saying, you know, they couldn't come up with the money or it's, a, you know, the time of year type of thing. It just don't fall into that trap of being like, oh, you know, we're not going to go next year either. Like definitely carve this time of the year out for yourself uh, because I think what NWLA and the committee and, you know, especially Sam Skibby and everybody that works so hard to put the tournament on is what they're doing and what we need to help them with is continuing to grow our game. And that kind of look, that kind of leads right into the team that I would, that I wish was there is MLW just because um, 
I think they would bring the most eyes to the tournament. What what they've been able to do from a content standpoint is unmatched. I mean, I re- I'm really impressed with what you are doing over there at PLW, Tom. Uh, and I tip my cap to you guys out there with all the content you're putting out. But, I mean, what MLW does is just really unmatched. And, honestly, I have to tip my cap to Kyle tip my cap to Kyle Schultz because honestly uh, he what he's doing and what MLW is doing on a broader scale is really what kind of lit my fire to get back into wiffle ball and now you know it was it kind of started as two toes in and now it's like I'm up to my neck in it so I'm happy to be back and hopefully we'll see all those teams back next year yeah absolutely and Gregory who you got who would you bring back? I gotta say, I gotta say HRL uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, you know, really like that team. We always have a great time playing that team. But also, like the last couple times we saw them, were just, you know, either really high stakes or really electric games. You know, we had them in uh, in 2020 in the championship game, um, obviously, which which they came out on top and Flackney just dimed us. So. Uh, really like another crack at him, obviously. But, you know, and then last year we did see them. Uh, we saw them in, in pool play and uh, Grant Miller had that that grand slam in the uh, in the final inning to come back and win that one, uh, which was just an awesome, awesome scene. So, you know, I just love playing good wiffle ball games, you know, so uh, just would really have liked to seen them guys come back and draw them again. Always love playing those guys. Uh, it's always a great game. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see most of them coming back next year. But back to the people that are going, what is one team or even just a player that you hope to play against, whether you're already matched up with them in pool play or maybe you find them in the bracket? Uh, we'll start with uh, Gregory again. I got I to gotta say Griffin Ball. You know, uh, I want to I see the defending champs. You know, I mean, if I had a, to write my ending, I would love to see them at the dirt yard, you know, in the championship. Uh, we saw them last year. Uh, you know, they bested us, but we had a really good game, um, a game with no, umpire, no umpires, I might add, and it went just fine. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, we, we had Saul Yonkman, um, and, and Miller, Miller started the game for us that game and, uh, and they just bested us. But yeah, I'd love to see Griffith ball again. Uh, another great team that we love playing. Um, always a great game. So they're, they're my team. I wish to see. All right. Who you, who you got for me? I'll see. For me, uh, I could go a number of different directions, but uh, I think there's two. Can I can I give you two? <laughs> I mean, one that really stands out to me is uh, PLW, just because uh, I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but I think that I think you guys are the only other league that doesn't play a fast pitch format normally, right? That's a good question. You might be right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look yeah, that so up. I, so I know obviously, Be a good matchup. You're that, yeah, obviously you're on that team and you're fully capable of playing fast pitch. I'm sure a majority of the guys are, but I think that's kind of a cool storyline is maybe the two medium pitch, so to speak, leagues. But I'm also really interested in potentially facing uh, Maw just because of the New York flavor. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a crossover event, so to speak, from New York. Right. But I mean, it'll be fun politically correct i'm being honest you know just cutting our teeth again against any any number of these teams griffle ball great example kwl obviously being in our 
division. That'll be interesting. But I'd have to say uh, Maw or PWL or PLW. All right. So I've got a bonus question. Ozzy, I know you weren't there last year, but the walk to the bathroom, it was, it was pretty long. It was like a, felt like a 20 minute round trip if you're pooping. So what are you going to do with the time that you're going to save not walking so far to the bathroom? I, uh, last year, but I did hear that the bathroom thing was quite an issue. What I will tell you, Tom, is I have, I don't know about the rest of my team. I know there's at least two guys on there that do have to drop it like it's hot once in a while. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that the bathrooms aren't too far away. I will say for myself that my body just happens to know when I'm playing wiffle ball and I just, I don't have to, I don't have to drop a deuce when, when I'm playing wiffle ball. I don't know. How That's a superpower. <laughs> is there like, really can, you, can you teach that or are you just built different? At home. I work from home. I'm at home. I go to the bathroom like 20 times a day. When I'm in public, my body just like shuts it off. Like, nope. We are going to wait until we get to something clean. That being said, I, I probably have to piss a fair number of times, and I'm not afraid to just, you know, mark my territory. So if you see something going on and it's me getting arrested for peeing on, like, a elementary school property or something, just mind your business. Yeah, we are um, we are playing at an elementary school, so uh, watch yourself, Yeah, we'll, we'll, ma- we'll make bail. Another yeah. thing is my, uh, my our Airbnb – is like a mile away from uh, the pool play field. So maybe you guys must have been using the bathroom in my Airbnb last year. Is that what it was? It's like a mile away. No, it was actually the neighbor that was further away. Jeez. All right, Justin, what are you going to use with your extra time? I would say try to stay fresh, man. Rest up. Uh, You know, if there's one thing about our team, which I think is, I'd have to I'd have to look over the teams. I know maybe a couple rivalers, but we're all we're all getting pretty old, man. I mean, to piggy piggyback on Austin's point, you know, starting a family and stuff. Well, we're I'm shit, man. I'm balls deep in it. I got a high schooler, so you know we're not spring chickens anymore. And um, you know when you get late in those late in the day on Saturday and Sunday, man, you know fatigue starts to set in. So staying fresh and getting ready for the next game is it's going to be paramount for us. Um, so, yeah, resting up. Sit in the shade. That is a good answer. All right, so that's pretty much all I've got for you guys. If there's anything else you've got to say, anything you want to plug, anybody you want to call out, now's your time. I'll say, uh, I want, I, I'll say I want to thank the committee, uh, again, especially Sam and whoever is doing a bulk of the work putting things together, uh, Dudas. Uh, appreciate, you know, you guys for, for the work that you're putting in on – Kind of questioning why you would bring Jimmy Cole into the fold on the committee, but uh, you know that might have just been a minor oversight on your part. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're we're already working on getting rid of him. I do want to call out somebody. I want to call out Trent Steffes because Trent, I'm letting you know right now with those jersey rankings, bud. Because you you don't want to you don't want to upset the wrong people when it comes to jersey rankings, and I'm the wrong people. So that's all I'm gonna say. A little mafia style call out. That's that sounded like a threat. Can you say that? Yeah, I can do what I want, Gannon. Listen, listen to me closely, Trent. Thank you, and also you can refuse. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, the same. Uh, I'd like to thank, you know, the committee. I know what it's like to to put on um, something to this scale and this many this many leagues involved. I know it's 
it's always it's always tough. Things always pop up, and um, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of effort. So thanks to them. Uh, also, I'll give a shout out to our commissioner Brian Lewis. Um, does a ton for our league. Uh, we have a great league uh, that just continues to get better. So um, you know, shout out to him. And uh, I don't know if it's it's calling out anybody, uh, but more just putting people putting people on notice. Like you know, if you miss this year. If you miss this year, you know, come back next year. Uh, I think one of the the great things about this this tournament is, you know, legacy teams that, that kind of come back and are there every year, and um, you know, seeing teams again and getting 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 the chance to have another crack at teams. So um, I'd really like to see, you know, some of the staples come back next year. And uh, um, yeah, I don't want to hear anybody. Uh, I don't want to hear anybody complaining or moaning about. So and so won won the championship. Well, you know, th- we weren't there. Tough. You weren't there. That's on you. So, any belly aching? I'm not pointing the finger at WSEM or anything, but um, <laughs> any of the leagues that aren't there, I don't want to hear any complaints. If you weren't there, that's on you. Yeah, that's a good call out. Someone's got to win it. Agreed. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. This has been. 12 to 6 podcast next week we got the second half of the nwa tournament field so stick around for that wednesday through friday on holy commutes i'm tom gannon for justin gregory and anthony ospelmeyer see ya